0: Guys, welcome back to Masters of the Cinematic Universe. My name is Joe. With me today as always is Eric and Doug and we have no guests with us today, but that doesn't matter cuz we're about to have some fun. We are
1: about well, yes, to have we some are. fun. I love you guys and it, this is proof because right now it is 8:22 Eastern Standard Time and I am missing skateboarding in the Olympics.
0: Oh, we, we can we pause this and come back. No, it's
1: okay. I'll watch the I'll watch the highlights.
0: At least it's not as bad as RJ, who last night discovered you could play on Google like the homepage <laughs> all the Olympic Games as an RPG. Oh God, yeah. And then while we were recording, decided to just sit there and play the game the whole time. Right.
2: Ignore the show. He would just go silent. <laughs> we thought he fell asleep because he was drunk, but no, he was just playing the game. Yeah, and then he'd come pretty, back to life. Yeah.
0: It was cool. But speaking of uh, RJ. Um, we actually uh, let's let's do this early this week. Yeah, we have some new Patreon members that are joining the the one we had from before.
2: Yeah, we, we we've more than we tripled our Patreon size, which is great. So, um, you know, as part of joining the, the Patreon team here at Masters of the Cinematic Universe, you you get some cool stuff um, and some cool perks. And one of them is to have your name read here, uh, you know, so we can make you famous. So. Our uh, our Patreon list right now has grown. So we first have uh, Hannah Christ. Um, she was our, our founding member. Oh, and yeah. um, we now added two in the same day. <laughs> Inexplicably, but that's great. Both from uh, San
0: Diego, California.
2: Yes. Uh, we have someone named Robert James Smith. Is he the um, guy from The Cure? Yeah, I think so. Because he, <laughs> he whines and cries like him anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, RJ... Thank you, bud. We really appreciate it.
0: RJ and from then, Just Surprise Me, Telly Talks, Renegades of Pop, yeah, all that good stuff. Exactly. He's your
1: favorite podcast host. You should know this. Yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, well, you got to listen to the the two episodes of JSM where I put him in his place a little bit about that. But that's okay. <laughs> Perfect. That was a good one. Um, he's not happy with me.
0: <laughs> you know, Steve Miller, like, sings that some some call him the gangster of love, and the rest of the band's like, nobody ever calls him that. No,
2: nobody ever calls him that. So, yeah, I, I kind of put him in his place. But we'll leave that for uh, the Just Surprising podcast. And our third member um, is also friend of the show, friend of JSM, and friend to us, Mr. Brian Gower, one of the co-hosts of the Tone Jerk podcast. Hey. Okay.
0: I sound like a uh, never mind. That just, just surprised me. <laughs> I almost gave you your drop, Brian, but we don't yeah. do drops on this show. Yeah, well, we, that we,
2: <laughs> drop Exactly. So yeah, we Boots we. Are uh, huge. <laughs> 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 uh, we can't thank you enough, man. Yeah, I, I know. I, this is it's great. It, the, so the love is growing. Um, I, I had a friend of mine. I mentioned to you too that, uh, uh, you know, if you listen in, Pete. You know, hook up, hook us up with a Patreon, too. Now, you, I know you bought a T-shirt, which is fantastic, and you love the show. You can't stop talking about the, the show. Um, but, yeah, you know, you can join the Patreon for a buck a month, right, buddy?
0: <laughs> yeah, and if you want to do that, you can go to patreon.com backslash M-O-T-C-U. Yeah.
2: All right. But, cool. We really appreciate it, everyone. Thank you so much.
0: Also, if you want to be cool like me, I just actually bought two shirts because I want to wear one with Doug's face on it when we go in person to Disney. Like just to embarrass him, um, so I bought the almost famous shirt. Yeah. But you can you can go to uh, artofericpabone.threadless.com if you want to get any of the masters of the cinematic universe shirts or just any of the other cool like artwork that Eric does. Yeah, yeah thanks, the inventory is uh, growing. we,
2: we going to be have at, a few different choices.
1: Yeah, I'm going to add some more things. You know, as as the show goes on, I didn't even think to do because we do a poster for every episode, and uh, you know some of them turn out kind of funny. So, I, I yeah. never even thought to put them on a shirt, but after Joe requested, I thought, well, that'd be cool. You know, some of the more standout ones we could throw on a shirt if you wanted to have. So, uh, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, look, look
1: yeah. for those.
0: Absolutely. I'm too. I'll buy them all. If you put all of them on a shirt, I'll buy every episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's yeah. like only shirts I'll wear from now on.
1: I like that. I'm on um, board, man.
0: Yeah. So, uh, what, what's new in you guys' world?
1: Well, someone uh, got a dog. I have a dog. That's my dog. <laughs> my dog's watching the Olympics in the other it's a room. Dag. Someone must be uh, doing a sick grind because he's <laughs> into it.
0: Is it eighty year old Tony Hawk?
1: Fifty two year old Tony Hawk. But uh, watch your tongue because listen, he's uh, he's a commentator this year. But when he got there, I mean, they built this tremendous like street course. So he's like, eh, you know, let me try it out. Fifty two year old Tony Hawk. There's footage of it online. He's doing stuff that's unbelievable still. So good yeah. for him, man.
0: Cool. Yeah, he's a beast. Very
1: cool. But uh, no, yeah. as far as what's new, um, what's got what's going on? It's the twenty fourth. We got the uh, There's a Tom and Dan event this upcoming weekend on the thirty first? Except That'll, for when you hear this, it'll be about it'll a month be, yeah, out. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be long, long gone. It'll
0: have happened a month ago, like September.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh. So, if all goes to plan, there will have been a mechanical shark riding contest?
0: Are you going to ride it? Hell no!
1: What do I look Ah. like? Are you going to
0: film people riding it?
1: No, I I want nothing to do with that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to be sitting in my booth, hawking my stuff, man. Uh, Do you
0: think... Is your brother going?
1: mm Mm-mm.
0: Ah, damn. He's he's working. can working. Can you get him to ride it?
1: I don't think I can get anyone to ride a mechanical shark. Um it just sounds dangerous and it, you know, it looks yeah. dangerous too. So, uh, yes, uh, I don't know. As far as, uh, what's cooking in my life, it's the same old shit. It's, uh, eating peppers working, but, uh, we were just talking, you know, Doug is coming down to Florida soon. We're all excited for it. So, um, that's a bright spot on my calendar for sure.
0: Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about that. Especially now that the, uh, Trader Sam's reopened at the Polynesian, uh, more opportunities to drink.
1: Mm-hmm. Cheers to that. What's going uh, yeah. on with you, man?
2: Which you?
0: I'd say which which man?
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, either one. Let's I'll go. run
2: with it. I mean, yeah, again for me it'll already have happened, but um I'm just excited two weeks, not even or it's less than two weeks now. Two weeks from yesterday when this is recording that I'll be on a plane headed down to see both you guys and I think for me, as, as exciting as the weekend's going to be doing the stuff we're going to do, just, just to see you guys in real life is going to be the coolest part. Yeah. I'm looking yeah, forward to it, you know? I'm,
0: pre- I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. Um, so. I wonder if I should go to
2: the airport with a sign that says Christ. Why not? I'll I'll, I'll own up to it. <laughs>
0: or just have a picture, like, of a cross on a sign, and, like, I should be in a chauffeur's outfit. <laughs> no, you got to go
1: full <laughs> crucifix, like the guy who walks around my neighborhood. Like, he carries a full-sized cross on his shoulder.
2: Oh, we had one of those up here in Fairhaven too. Oh. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, there's a yeah. dude
0: on Will's neighborhood, uh, will lay from just Surprise me who dresses in a full length, like trench coat with like long dreadlocks and a samurai sword.
2: Oh that, yeah. We saw that picture. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: He looks like the chick from a uh, walking dead.
2: <laughs> I love it.
1: That's pretty cool. But I might, I might have will beat. There was a, a homeless guy years back. I mean, maybe when I was in high school, he had dreadlocks. He had a trench coat, and he looked like a vampire from like any Blade movie. <laughs> but he would just oh, walk wow. out into the middle of the street at night, and it was super dangerous. Like I almost hit this guy, you know, uh, going yeah. down uh, University Boulevard. Um, but yeah, just he just hung out and and you know looked very imposing.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't doubt it. That's pretty crazy.
1: I derailed this whole conversation. What's, what, <laughs> I'm sorry. What's, what's new with you? What's new with you, Joe?
0: Um, I got a 24-pack of uh, Natty Light Popsicles that are strawberry lemonade and pineapple lemonade. And I, uh, I, don't know, I, can't, I don't know if I call it drinking, but I had a whole bunch of them last night, and I'm about to have a whole bunch more tonight.
2: That's
1: the most Florida thing I've ever heard in my life.
2: Yeah, I know. I said that. To myself. That's They're amazing. pretty fucking
0: good. I also got a book called "The Best State Ever," which is a Florida man's uh, guide <laughs> to why my state fucking is more better than yours. It's more better than yours? <laughs> and it's written by uh, Dave Barry of Big Trouble fame.
1: Uh huh. Uh huh.
0: I actually bought a shit ton of Dave Barry books on because they were like two dollars on eBay. So I just went through like the entire catalog and bought them all. All these used books.
1: I mean, not to repeat myself. I know I said this privately to you guys in the chat, but if I had a machine that could just materialize the perfect gift for someone, you would get a dayberry book about why Florida is awesome. I mean, it's just the perfect thing. I'm so happy that you found that.
0: It really is. I wonder if there's any blurbs in here. Let's see. Just I'm gonna read you the front page, the little cover slot, sleeve. We will never know what will happen next in Florida. We only know that any minute now, something will. Every few months, Dave Barry gets a call from some media person wanting to know what the hell is wrong with Florida. (laughs) But as a loyal Florida man, Dave begs to differ. Sure, there was the 2000 election, and people seem to take their pants off for no good reason. And it has insects the size of LeBron James. But it's a great state, and Dave's going to show you why. Join him as he goes in hunt of the legendary skunk ape, hobnobs with the mermaids of Wachee Springs and visits Casadega, the psychic capital of the world, to have his dog's aura red. Apparently she's very spiritual. Hitch a ride for the non-stop thrills of alligator wrestling, the gators display the same fighting spirit as a Barker lounger, the hair-raising spectacle of clothing-optional bars in Key West, and the ultimate insider's experience of Miami Beach's hottest nightclub featuring that most puzzling of all entities the celebrity DJ there is much more as well and throughout there and throughout there can be no better tour guide than Dave Barry this is the most hilarious book from the funniest damn writer in the whole country by the end you'll have to admit that whatever else you might think about Florida you'll never say it's boring
1: I mean to be fair I don't think anyone's accusing Florida of being boring yeah I mean it's uh
0: yeah. but uh I'm pretty pretty excited for this one. I like reading.
1: <laughs> I like I,
0: turtles. I, I, I read a lot of shit, honestly. Like
1: I like that... beer.
0: I yeah. like beer too. I, I like sex. You like sex? <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, it's a throwback to uh, the greatest movie we did on the show.
1: <laughs> oh God!
0: <laughs> Which yeah. um. I may need you to redo that movie poster, like, more similar to the actual movie poster with me as Luke Wilson. All right.
1: I, I, might, I might consider it.
0: That one, I want that shirt with the actual, like, movie poster on it. It'll be badass. I mean, nice.
2: if you can't tell. It's Alcoholic Ice, though, isn't it? Yes.
1: Right? Okay. 100%. Are we so, interrupting your snack time? What's happening?
0: No, but we are interrupting our snatch time. <laughs> oh, oh. <dish. laughs>
2: That was one of the cleanest segues yet. <laughs> you got the you got the clap for that one, buddy. That was good. I like that.
0: So today our movie is the two thousand Guy Ritchie classic from Columbia Pictures, Snatch. Which, uh, if you don't know what that is, it's actually about a diamond, not the other type of snatch.
2: Nope. Yeah. So don't don't get too excited. And it's actually referenced in the movie, but it's to a dag. It a is. Dag. Yep. Because
0: the, the dag snatches them all, <laughs>
2: Exactly. And by the <laughs> way, but, um, if, if you snatch. call the other
1: thing snatch, I don't want anything to do with you. That's no, so-
2: that, well, that's, can so- I say it? Can I just be ad nauseum with it? That's very Florida. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it it kind of is. I mean, but we also call it a snapper down here. No, we do <sighs> yeah. not. I've heard that, a pink, I have heard that term.
2: Yeah, exactly. All right, Eric, come on, come you're not on. a Floridian. You live <laughs> in Florida. Just like I am not a Massachusettsite or whatever the hell you call it, but I live here. You are not a Floridian. It's called mass
0: hole. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I live in the state
2: a where the locals think it's a, it's a bragging right to be called a masshole. hole.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're proud of, they're proud of that, that and they're cheating.
2: <laughs> Very true.
0: Yeah, that's why the uh, divorce rate in um, Massachusetts is so low. They're cool with cheating there. <laughs>
1: uh, He's
0: not right. wrong.
1: But this, uh, all right. there's nobody's okay. feelings here who you're going to hurt with that joke. That's the thing.
2: No, that's true.
0: That's why it's even better.
1: Yeah, we got to find like a real knucklehead, like a real Massachusetts knucklehead for that yeah. one to stick.
0: So I'm going to start this off in the best way possible by letting Turkish talk to you.
3: My name is Turkish. Funny name for an Englishman, I know. My parents-to-be were on the same plane when it crashed. That's how they met. They named me after the name of the plane. How many people are named after a plane crash. That's Tommy. He tells people he was named after a gun. But I know he was really named after a famous 19th century ballet dancer. I've known him for as long as I can remember. He's my partner. It doesn't mean we hold hands or take windy walks. What it really means is I try to keep him out of as much trouble as he inflicts on me. I give him a hard time. Keeps him in check. But really, he's like my brother. What do I know about diamonds? I'm a boxing promoter. I was a happy boxing promoter until a week ago. And then, what do I know about diamonds? Don't they come from Antwerp?
0: So I'm just going to say this right now. I wanted to literally just play this entire movie because <laughs> it's so good. And yeah. like picking and choosing what scenes to play was not easy at all.
2: Oh, I don't envy you because like I said, it, I, I, I mentioned off air that if you hadn't picked this movie, it would have been like it very well could have been next. Like, you know, the next yeah. one I'm leading is the fifth element, but it could have been Snatch because I love this movie that much. So I completely get what you're saying.
0: And the funny part is I'm the same way with Fifth Element. So if you hadn't picked that, I would pick that. right,
2: right. (laughs) Um, yeah.
0: So we get to introduce him to, uh, one of our our main, uh, um, protagonists of the, of the film. And that's, that's Turkish. Um, and his, his assistant, Tommy, friend, Tommy. Well, I mean. Yeah, they're friends. Both, both. Yeah. Yeah. They're always together. Um, Right. They're, they're his, his right hand man. Um. But not much happens there other than him just kind of giving it a little bit of a of background story. But next week, I, I love how they film this next scene. Like, it's so fucking great. Um, I'm going to, like, tell you how they film it then go through it. But basically, if you were to look at a bank of security camera monitors, they go from one monitor to the next as these people progress through the scene. And, like, they're always coming from different angles in the monitors because it's based upon where the cameras are located. Yeah. Um, and it's just such a cool like idea for like a scene. Yes,
1: it's pretty pretty well done, man. It's uh, and and can I just I'll, I'll admit this to you guys right off the bat. I don't think I said this to you before we started recording this episode. Had never seen this movie before.
0: Oh, you've Snatch. never seen this?
1: Never seen Snatch before. This is my oh, first. Oh man, first viewing of Snatch. So you're, you're gonna welcome. Get a, yes, you're going <laughs> to get a different perspective because I know you guys love this movie, and. Right out of the gate, I was so happy that this was a Jason Statham movie that wasn't about going on one last job. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> or was right. it wasn't about him being an action star the entire time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I loved Jason Statham in this movie. But I'll, I'll, I'll let you continue. I just wanted you guys to, to know that because uh, I had a blast with this movie. I didn't know what to expect, man. So
0: Yeah, it's fun. It's like a thrill ride. Mm-hmm. Alright, so we open on a security camera view, we're in Antwerp, and there's four like traditional Hebrew men that are kind of going through a metal detector and getting wanded, and they're exchanging some great banter. Now, um, I have what they're talking about here, which I'm just going to pause for a second on what's going on and just give you this thing, because it's pretty great. Now, this conversation carries on through this entire scene, so it's kind of hard because these things intertwine, intertwine. but it says, me. would you listen to this? Do we have a choice? It wasn't meant to be taken literally. It's a nice story, Adam and Eve. It's bound with moral fiber. But asking a grown man to believe it? Um, then the metal detector guy, he asked, basically the the alarm goes off. But um, keep going. He goes, it's just a nice story. Catholic religion is based on a mistranslation. Um, are you busy? I'll tell you the whole story. The scholars mistranslated the Hebrew word for young woman into the Greek word for virgin. It's an easy mistake to make because there was only a subtle difference in the spelling. So they came up with this prophecy. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. You understand? It was virgin that caught people's attention. It's not every day a virgin conceives and bears a son. But leave that for a couple of hundred years to stew, and next thing you know, you have the Holy Catholic Church. <laughs> I'm just saying, because it's written, doesn't make it so. It gives them hope. It's not important whether it's fact or fiction. People like to believe. I don't want to hear anymore anyway. Who is this that we're seeing? And then they get into the room. But I'm gonna go back with what they're saying. I just thought it was a cool like little conversation. Yeah, it is. So I got having. some
2: trivia about that. Um, Guy Ritchie was it wasn't is a huge uh, Tarantino fan and he loved Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. So the diner the diner scene in Reservoir Dogs, they're talking about Madonna's like a virgin. They're mm-hmm. they're analyzing the song. So this was his nod to that. Uh, they cool. talked about the Virgin Mary. <laughs> And and that story, as a nod to that scene in Reservoir Dogs,
0: but the way they're saying it also is, it's very like that kind of like a Hebrew like speak.
2: Yes, right. and just to clarify, Joe, they're they're Hasidic. That's Jews. what I thought. Well, <laughs> Jews,
0: yep. I, yeah. I
2: had written Hasidic Jewish,
0: but then later it says Hebrew in the movie. Yeah,
2: no, they are they are Hasidic.
0: Because yes. I had to go back in a race, and I was like, "Ah, oh, crap, if I write yes. this wrong, I'm going to get shit for writing this wrong. Because they, yeah. they say Hebrew.
2: <laughs> so I was like, right. fuck it. But no, that's what they are. Yeah.
0: yeah. So anyways, but they're not actually, is the funny part.
2: <laughs> <But> <laughs> no, I <laughs> know. So um, exactly.
0: as, as as the first guy, uh, as the one main guy passes through the metal detector, his crotch goes off, and when he gets confronted, he goes, what do you want me to do, drop my pants? <laughs> so the guard lets them through, and they get on the elevator. When they exit the elevator, they proceed down a hallway. Now, remember, like I said, as we get to each little section, they're getting on different cameras, and they're having this conversation we just talked about. So it's really fucking, like, interesting to watch it all happen. Um, as they round a corner, they push a buzzer on the door, and they get led in by this man who's in charge, who kind of seems half excited, but also half irritated. Um, he says they kept them waiting for a half hour. Um, he starts to realize something is off. Um, And then the man who set off the metal detector rips off the top layer of his shirt, exposing four guns, which each of the men grabs one and proceeds to start robbing the place. There's pistol whipping, kicking shit over, and stealing diamonds. Uh, When the guy, the main guy, asks the man in charge, uh, where is the stone? Um, To kind of emphasize that he means business, he grabs another guy and pistol whips him a couple times and knocks him out, um, then holds his gun up and says, Michael, where is the stone? Um, now I know that sounds like pretty simple, but like it's cool fucking visuals. Like oh, definitely. Guy Ritchie knows how to fucking shoot like a movie.
2: Yeah.
0: Like the camera angles, the action, the way the cuts, everything. It just it's and the music. I mean, when that kicks in, it's just yeah. like you get this big rush because it goes from this like traditional like Jewish music to like this like hard, fast paced like kind of like a. Um, not thriller. What's the one I'm looking for here? Like, like heist music, almost. Yeah, it's heist action music. Yeah, yeah, action heist music. And yeah, like, the
2: soundtrack in this movie is fantastic.
0: Although I think they steal the Ocean's Eleven song. It's
2: or, very, well, similar, very similar. Very It was vice done. Versa. It was done before Ocean's Eleven. song. <laughs> yeah,
0: it, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know which one was done first, and I didn't bother looking it up. So
2: they also use one of the songs from uh, Shaun of the Dead too. Well, although Shaun of the Dead used that song, and I can't remember the name of it now, but anyway. Mm. Well, Go the ahead. song
0: in the next scene is what I'm referring to, that
2: doom, doom,
0: doom, doom, doom,
2: doom, 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 um, Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, that's yeah. from Ocean's Eleven, right? So Soderbergh took, not that he took that from this movie, <laughs> but yes.
0: Yeah, so um, we now cut to a very large diamond being unwrapped in the back of a getaway van um, as the men that are in the van start tearing off their costuming, uh, one man, Frankie Fingers, holds the diamond up and starts looking to it as the screen starts to spin, and we get this title sequence that introduces us to all of the uh, players in this game. And it's very Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> like. Yes.
1: Yeah. Now, we're, we're about five minutes into this movie. we got to talk about spinning the frame. Cause
0: oh, yeah. It's uh, happened all, a few times.
1: It's happened a few times. Mm-hmm. It was... Uh, it's such a signature, man. Like, nobody does that. No. So... I mean, again, I've never seen this before, but right off the bat I'm like, Oh, okay, this is a Guy Ritchie movie. Like the yeah. the frame's spinning an awful lot. Is exactly. that yeah. Now right off the bat, are you guys Guy Ritchie fans? Like
0: oh, Yes, hundred percent. Absolutely.
1: Is that is that something that's like in his repertoire, like across yes. his okay. It it is it's a grown. Of
2: his... It's it's grown with each of his movies, but yes, it's definitely his thing. It's okay. his signature. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, we get introduced to some of the people. We see Dennis Farina as Cousin Avi. He puts a diamond into a safe. Then it flips to another safe, which I love the transitions here. Yes. Because each thing that the one person finishes with, it starts the next person's
2: introduction. Exactly. It's so good.
0: So, he's putting a diamond into a safe. Now, another safe is being opened by Saul, who's played by Lenny James. And then he throws down some money. And then some money is thrown down on a table in a caravan and picked up by Mickey O'Neill, played by Brad Pitt, who then tosses a small duffel. A small duffel is then caught by Vinny, played by Robbie Gee, who pulls out a chain um, and then turns it upside down as the camera follows upside down and more jewelry falls out. And then that, then jewelry falls onto a poker table where Frankie Fourfingers, played by Benicio Del Toro, is playing poker with three jacks and four fingers on his hands. <laughs> he puts his cards down. Then cards are picked up by Turkish, who's Jason Statham, who loses a game he is playing and passes some money back to a guy he was playing with as he starts to yell at a boxer punching a bag named Gorgeous George, played by Adam Fogarty. Um, holding the bag that's being punched and falling down is Tommy, played by Steph- Stephen Graham. Uh, Bullet-tooth Tony, played by Vinnie Jones, is violently stuffing a man into the trunk of a car. As he closes the deck lid, um, another door opens up from an in-ground safe showing Boris the Blade, played by, I can't say his name, Rade Serbeziga? <laughs> Rod- <laughs> Raid Serbiga? Right. Yeah. Something like that. Pretty um, good. He's grabbing a shotgun, and then we see Doug the Head, played by Mike Reed, examining a diamond, and puts his arms out kind of in disgust. And in a pub we see Blick- Bricktop played by Alan Ford hammer a man violently against a pool table. And then we whoa, flash whoa, whoa. back to the the original diamond being held by Frankie Fourfingers. Yes. It's a fucking amazing way to introduce the characters.
1: I saw another movie called Snatch where a guy was hammering another dude violently.
0: (laughs) On a pool table?
1: (laughs) On a pool table, yeah. What are the odds?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I I, I mean this time, I mean he actually has a hammer and he's smashing the guy's head in. Ah, okay. Yeah. I know. I know. I got kind of phrasing. Phrasing? (laughs) (laughs) Semantics.
2: Um, so, uh. So do you want, do you want to, since we listed the characters, do you want to go into a little trivia about who could have played what real quick? Yeah, let's do it. So, Brad Pitt reached out to to Guy Ritchie cuz he heard about the movie and he was dying to be in it. <coughs> and preliminarily, he was supposed to be Turkish. Huh. But he could not perform the cockney accent. So, he Guy Ritchie, I think he wrote he wrote with Matthew Vaughn, I believe. Um they rewrote and added the 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 Pikey character of Mickey. Oh shit. Because uh, Brad Pitt could do that. Yeah. So and then he brought in Jason Statham, who by the way, Guy Ritchie discovered Jason Statham on the streets say, of...
0: Is this like one of his first movies?
2: Yes, because um he had done a couple of bit parts, then he did Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, which was Guy Ritchie's first movie and his first feature. Guy Ritchie saw him, I don't know if you've seen if you if you've seen Lockstock, the beginning of that movie uh, Jason Statham. Jason Statham's character is introduced as a street hustler. He's doing a like he's yeah. selling he's selling necklaces, and he's got this really cool poetic flow to try to sell these 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 chains in the street. Guy Ritchie saw Jason Statham doing that because <laughs> he had to subsidize his income while he was a struggling actor, and and asked him if he wanted to be in the first movie Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. So, and the only other piece of trivia was, you mentioned Bricktop, so he's the mob boss they approached Sean Connery who said that he wanted to see Guy Ritchie's first movie. So they set up a screening for Lockstock and he watched the movie and at the end of it said, I really enjoyed the movie, but then like fake stage whispered, but you're not going to be able to afford me.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so that was the end of that. And uh, then they went, they uh, yeah, with, uh, I, I, I don't know if I
0: would have been happy with either one of those changes.
2: No, no, no. I, I mean Sean Connery could have pulled it off I think, but there's maybe. something
0: about Alan Ford's eyes.
2: No, I agree. He's he just looks funny thing fucking is, crazy. He played he played a good guy in Lockstock, Yeah, Alan Ford did. Um, he just
0: looks like he he like I like he fucking is made for that character. Oh no no
2: he he definitely pulled it off absolutely. The I, only I, other yeah. person
0: I think that I would have like seen in that character that I would have been as believable would have been like Anthony Hopkins, but they definitely couldn't afford him.
2: <laughs> right, exactly. So no, it played out like a chit out. But anyway, yeah. So that's that's my trivia for now. Go ahead. All right.
0: Also, just rest in peace, Dennis Farina. Mm-hmm. Amazing actor. He he is missed. Um, and I love him in this movie, and in Big Trouble. Yes. Um, which I find funny. There's a line later. I'm gonna, when I get to it. I will uh, bring up my Big Trouble reference.
1: Yeah, a lot of parallels, man. I was I was thinking of you when I was watching this. <laughs>
0: So, uh, Frankie kisses the diamond and puts it into a compartment on the briefcase and then covers it with the newspaper and closes it. Uh, The man that's sitting across from him asks him when his plane leaves and then asks for his gun. Uh, Frankie unloads the gun and hands it over to him. And the man tells Frankie if he needs a gun when he gets to London, just call this number and hands him a piece of paper. The number is for uh, Boris, who can get him anything he needs. Then he, like, spins the revolver, and as he spins the revolver, the camera also spins, and we cut to our next scene. I love the fucking transitions. I'm a fan of all the transitions in this yes. movie. Yes. Um, like, they're just so well done. They're, like, thoughtful. It's not just, like, a star wipe here and there.
1: <laughs> star wipe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd I'm be a bold move, man.
0: George Lucas! Oh, sorry. Had to sneeze there for a second. Um... So, the camera spins just like the revolver did, and now we're in London, and Gorgeous George is at the punching bag. Uh, Tommy and Turkish are watching, and we get the hint that they are into unlicensed boxing matches. Uh, Their base of operations is quite the shithole, and uh, Turkish seems to know it. He tells Tommy that he needs a new caravan to run his operation from, and he's going to send him to buy it. Apparently, because Tommy spent a summer in a caravan, once he knows all about them.
2: (laughs) You know more than me, so yeah. Oh, and I I, I love the whole the whole sausage conversation. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He asked the guy cooking the sausage, "How long? Two minutes? They were two minutes, five minutes ago. Right? Five minutes. Uh, Five minutes. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Um, My 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 knowledge of caravans in the British sense comes from from Top Gear and watching them destroy them.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Because they hate them. Um, He wants Tommy to make sure he gets a good price. Tommy asks what's wrong with the one he has. And Turkish walks up to it, pulls off the door and says, oh, nothing. It's tip top. I'm just not sure about the color. (laughs) Uh, Turkish gives Tommy an address to a campsite and $10,000. And and, uh, says he'd like to see some change. Uh, Tommy says he hopes it isn't pikey's because he hates pikey's. Uh, then Turkish notices that Tommy has a gun and asks why he needs it. Tommy says, I need it for protection. Tur- Turkish, this is a, one of those those rule of three things we get. He goes, protection from what? The Germans? <laughs> <laughs> Which he says it at least twice more in the movie, so that's kind of fun. Um, asks where he got it from. Tommy says, uh, Boris the Blade. And uh, Turkish says, you mean Boris the Sneaky Fucking Russian? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Turkish examines it spins the revolver and we cut to tommy doing the same thing earlier at boris's place kind of in this little flashback uh boris tells tommy that it's good that it's heavy because if it doesn't work you could always hit him with it which is kind of foreshadowing
2: yeah
0: uh, and then we get to our next little uh our next uh little voiceover by turkish
3: boris the blight or boris the bullet dodger as bent as the Soviet sickle, and as hard as the hammer that crosses it. Apparently, it's just impossible to kill the bastard. Back to my partner, Tommy. Tommy runs the other business, the slot machines, which keeps the rain off our heads and the gloves on Gorgeous's hands. However, Tommy's a little preoccupied with protection at present. Right, I'll take it. There's a reason for Tommy's newfound enthusiasm for firearms. Sooner or later, in the unlicensed boxing world, you're gonna have to deal with that reason. Brit Tom. If that's not worth a bet, I don't know what is. He doesn't look bad, does he? Oh no, Mr. Parkwood he looks great. He'd do you proud, Governor. You reckon that's what people should do for me, do you, Gary? Do me proud? That's what you deserve, Mr. Paltwood. Pull your tongue out of my arsehole, Gary. Dogs do that. You're not a dog, are you, Gary? Uh, no, no, I'm not. However, you do have all the characteristics of a dog, Gary. All except loyalty. It's rumored that Bricktop's favorite means of dispatch involves <laughs> a stun gun, plastic bag, <laughs> a roll of tape, and a pack of hungry pigs. You're a ruthless little cunt, Liam, I'll give you that. But I've got no type of grasses. Ah! Feed him to the pigs, Errol. What the fuck are you two looking at? You're gonna deal with him. Just gotta make sure you don't end up owing it. Because then you're in his debt, which means you're in his pocket. And once you're in there, you ain't ever coming out. I well, hear a good fighter, so I'm gonna use him. I'll be doing you a favour, boy. What he means is. I'm doing him a favour. Because everybody knows nobody takes a dive in my fights. Unlike his. Yeah, well, I don't think he likes me. You don't like me, do you, boy? I know what you mean? I do know I can't wait to get out of here. Fuck me, it I like my fights to finish prompt so we can get the punters out before the authorities find out. Now, play your cards right and I'll sort you out. You can sort me out by showing me how to It's hard enough to make a living in the boxing world. So every now and then, you've got to do something that might not agree with your principles. Basically, you have to forget you got in it. And I ain't this year, Pete. Who the fuck's talking to you, boy? Oh, yeah, Tommy. Ricktop loves Tommy. Now, don't let me down. You don't want to let me down, do you, boy? We'll see you ringside.
0: Now I know some of these are long, but that's because they're all exposition. (laughs) Like
2: Mm -hmm.
0: it's, it's kind of necessary to get the, I love how they, I love in movies when they do narration, like where they explain to you, like a lot of the backstory and a lot of the shit you need to know to fucking build this world, but you don't have to actually like pick it up by watching the movie. You can kind of get like a, like a history lesson type deal. Mm -hmm. And uh, Statham's really good at narrating these as, as Turkish. Um, so there will be quite a few throughout this movie where he's just narrating something and I'm gonna let it run with him his narration so we can get the exposition feller without me having to do way too much explaining. <laughs> it's very and good not fellas. Doing it man.
1: Very good fellas, which was our first wasn't that our first episode? It that was. was our
0: very first episode. Yeah. Yep. It's the Goodfellas um, School of Narration, man. These uh what what are they called? Hyperlink type movies? Hyperlink.
1: Yeah. That's what I determined by Google searching
0: they they do have a lot of narration we also had a member big trouble had a shit ton of narration by tim allen yep. uh... If, if you remember that movie that yeah, that's wonderful... why i got
2: three-and-a-half stars for me instead of like one point eight so <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we get introduced to a couple things here we get introduced to uh... brick top who he is he's the gangster that's in charge of the unlicensed boxing uh, world here in this in this section uh, he's a person you don't want to fuck, get, like, owing money to. He's a gangster. He's a bad person. He's just killing people, feeding them to pigs, all that kind of good stuff. Um, and somehow Turkish has himself wrapped up into this with him, like, trying to get gorgeous Georgian on a boxing match, uh, basically. I guess he needs money, and uh, this is the way he's going to try to do it, but he's not very thrilled about it because now he's fucking with Bricktop.
1: Bricktop is the coolest nickname it really in, is a good name. in any movie I've ever seen.
0: Yep. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Uh, and he just looks like a bricktop when you look at him. Oh, hell yeah.
1: Sounds yeah. like a character from fucking. Uh, what is that movie? Break Into Electric Boogaloo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Yo, what oh, about Bricktop? Ah, so good. Anyways. So.
0: Um, I also. Bricktop has some of the best lines in this movie. Yes, he <laughs> like, does. He really does. Um, You're not a dog. Get your tongue out of my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what the fuck are you looking at when the guys are like... The boxers are watching him like fucking kill the guy. Yes. Um, there's going to be a whole bunch more too as this movie goes on. Um, so on a phone conversation between the man from the heist and Boris the Blade, we find out that he is Boris's brother and that he's setting up Frankie to have the diamond stolen. However, he's worried about it coming back on him, so he tells Boris to find someone professional to do it because like they can't come back to russians and they can't kill frankie um, he also gives like boris a hint that frankie has a gambling problem uh... now we jump over this movie jumps a lot too like there's always like, just jumping here jumping there jumping here back and forth uh... but now we cut over to new york in an office building and we see cousin avi played by uh, dennis farina sitting at a desk talking to Frankie Four Fingers about an 86-carat diamond. Uh, Frankie says he needs a couple days in London, and he'll be on his way back. Avi says, go talk to Doug the Head. Um, he also tells Frankie, stay out of the casinos. Yeah. Um, I have another quick uh, um, clip here to play, uh, mostly because I want to hear Dennis to talk a little bit. because <laughs> uh, I, I just want to hear him talk.
3: Eighty-six carats. Where? London. 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 London? Yes, London. You know, fish, chips, cup of tea,
2: bad food, worse weather, merry fucking Poppins, London!
3: No, oh, Paul, right for me. That's Doug, the head. Everybody knows Doug, the head. If it's stones and it's stolen. Doug's the man to speak to. Pretends he's Jewish. Wishes he was Jewish. Even tells his family they're Jewish. He's about as Jewish as he is a fucking monkey. He thinks no. he's good for business. And in the diamond business. Yeah. Doctor Head? It is good for business. Heavy! He'll be there today. Take care of him, will you? Heavy. You know I won't buy struts. He isn't selling struts. What do you take me for? This is England. We play by the rules. Listen to me. If the stones are kosher, then I'll borrow my way. Anyone excuse me? It's my lunchtime. Right. Yeah, man. What are you
0: doing it? It's a free country, is it?
3: Well, it ain't a free shop, is it? So fuck off. To you two girls up in my office i just had cousin Abby on the phone you know you've got to go out and see him yeah dad you told us he's a big mucker in new york
1: yeah dad
3: you told us i want to see you two girls up in my office yeah
1: dad you told us
0: um i had to put the extra narration in there also kind of to give you a hint but um i also like the character of doug the head he's kind yeah. of funny <laughs> not just because it's dug in the head in one sentence which you know makes me laugh every time I hear it but because uh, he's just a fucking great character that's um,
2: how you need to collect me at the airport oh yeah yes. with the sign that Doug the, the sign head. Doug the head
0: well if you uh, have a pair of those glasses on like
2: oh well, I have uh, glasses on so
0: I want those glasses that he has like that's what I want my glasses to be <laughs> they are fan fucking tastic
2: yeah um, so there's some interesting trivia from that clip, right, that it does confuse me a little bit in this movie because when we first see Avi, right, there's a nameplate on his desk that says Abraham Denovitz. Yes. All right. Doug the Head's surname is Denowitz. Denovitz. So they That's are cousins. Cousin,
0: yeah, cousin Avi.
2: So that mean, does that mean Avi is faking being Jewish too? Or because... Turkish says that Doug Dehead is fake in being Jewish.
0: Well, so, Turkish doesn't know Avi.
2: No, I understand. So maybe he. All right. So maybe he, that's the only yeah. explanation is that Turkish. I'm assuming is wrong.
0: they both they both are faking it because Dennis Farina is not Jewish.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. obviously Dennis Farina is not Jewish. He plays very good as a, as a Jewish guy in this movie, but um, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I
1: got, I got uh, another uh, interesting tidbit for you, Joe. Did you know there are two? Versions of this film, a British and an American. Really? And in the, in the British version, so we got some Turkish narration there too towards the beginning. Apparently, in the British version of this movie, the Turkish narration is hard to understand. <laughs> like it more matches his dialogue in the movie. If you okay. notice, he's really enunciating on these yeah. on these voiceovers. But when it cuts to his dialogue, he's he's just you yeah, Jason State like. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting that they felt the need to dumb this down for us uh, stupid Americans. Yeah.
2: Well, you're you're talking about the country that had to dub Mad Max from Australian English into American English so people could understand it's it at first. True. All right, because we're fucking oh, idiots here. Yeah. I mean, so I'm, I'm
0: jump I'm jumping a little bit ahead of myself here but there is one point where Avi says, didn't y'all spawn this language? And I yeah, can know he is. speaks it.
2: <laughs> exactly. That's true. That's very true.
0: Um, so we, uh, we get introduced to a couple of the characters. Um, uh, Doug, the head also has the two twin daughters that are working to his jewelry shop. I like how his accent slips from like the Jewish accent to the straight up like English accent. He tells you yes. to fuck off his porch. Yeah. Like he drops it. And then his like ringtone is like having the gila. It's like, it's just fucking great. Oh, I love it. Um, so, um, next we see Boris, the blade with Frankie selling him a gun. Uh, but Frankie asks uh, how much he wants. And Boris says, Oh, I don't want nothing. I just want a favor. The favor he wants is for Frankie to place a bet for him at a bookie. Uh, when Frankie asks why he doesn't do it himself, Boris says that not many bookies take these kind of bets, and he has an outstanding debt to the house. But he knows something that most men don't know, which kind of piques Frankie's interest as, you know, Frankie's got a gambling problem. Uh, Now we have what's probably going to be the longest clip of the entire podcast. (laughs) I'm ready. Probably ever. Uh, Oh, no. It's only about five minutes. It, but Holy it's be, shit. But after this one, we don't have very many more. <laughs> and then, like, uh, the ones we have aren't aren't that long. But this is the pikey scene. And uh, I had to let it play through the fight because the, the narration continues over it. Like, there's no good place. To, I, I tried to cut this. I was like, where can I cut this out? I was like, you really can't cut it because, like, it's all important. Um, and we will, after it plays, try to break down what is actually said because of the fact that it said very, very in a manner where it's not supposed to be understood. Impossible. But let's meet some of my favorite characters in this movie.
1: It's a campsite. The pikey campsite. Ten points. What are we doing here? We're buying a bon cow. Off a pack of
3: fucking pikeys. What's wrong with you? This will get messy. No, not a fury oh you bastard i fucking hate pikey's that's a flash car master
2: it's not as flash as your bike though is it
3: who are you looking for
2: he's thrown out. you want
3: me to go and get him that's a good lad piss off
2: are you gonna go and get him for me yeah well, what are you waiting for
0: the five quid you're going
2: to pay me? Oh, fuck off, I'll find him myself.
0: 250! Never quid. Oh, you're a real tight fucker, aren't you?
3: Now, there is a problem with pikers or gypsies. What are you doing, Paddy? You have to wait back. You can't really understand much of what is being said. You're me, Come back to Cadera. Mr. O'Neill. Fuck, man. Tell me, Mickey. It's not Irish. It's not English. How are you? Fair enough in for the horses, you know? It's just, well, it's just piking. Eh? Fuck me. You just look at the size of them. How big are you? Hey, kids. How big is he? The big man, that's for sure. Hey, man, come and look at the size of this fella. i you your back's a little. Ah. You, uh, you look like a bachelor. Get out of the way, Mickey. See if the fella's like a drink. No, oh, I could murder one. We know be no murdering done around here, I don't mind telling you. Get your hands out of there, you cheeky little guy. A cup of tea for the big fella. Come on. Don't be silly, Mickey.
1: Offer the man a proper drink, all right? You
3: little fucker.
1: Is the big fella
2: not common with us? No, he's minding the
1: car. What do you think we are? thieves? I know,
2: nothing like that, Miss O'Neil.
3: likes looking after cars? Yeah, good do like dags. Yeah, dags. Do you like dags? Dags? Yeah, dags. Dags? Do you like dags? Oh, dogs.
2: Sure. I like dags. I like caravans more. <laughs> You're very <a frody>, welcome. <laughs>
3: Now, pikers are well-known for their skills in negotiation and business. It's part of the reason they talk like they do. So you can't follow what's being said. But if Tommy can get the caravan, for less than the price asked, on his return, there'll be an ice cream waiting. Good dog. Good family. What on to him, Get a little home for your way, but Get over it. See you later, lads. See you, boss. All right, Mickey. Later. Oh, yeah. right, you see what all the fuss is about? Alright, babe fellas. Dear budget about how you saw it. Hey look. I'm mm. <laughs> so going ahead. You still got a car. Suggest you use it for you not welcome anymore. I think. I think you okay. should the fuck off man, but you still got the legs to cut here. Nobody. Nobody brings a fella the size of you unless they're trying to say something they're talking, right, bye? Sorry, Mickey. Just give us our money back and you can keep your caravan. Why the fuck do I want a caravan? It's got no fucking wheels. <coughs> You're going us fight! Oh, you Go on! Go on! can nah, you fight, Mickey? Okay, you we know it. What, no what happens, happens. Way. when you okay. fight! You need to sit down. Give me a Fuck's sake. Want the money? Hey, Fudge. you fight for it. So that's kind of fun, it's going to be. You want to stay down? I promise you. you. You want to stay down? Can't run from fucking stupid. Straight down! Then it for a half you know that? Okay, guys. Get, him, Run, get, guys. get back down, or you will not be coming up next time. Oh, oh bollocks, tears. This is sick. I'm out of here. You're not going anywhere, you tick one. the jobs done. Tattoo sporting biker is a gypsy bare knuckle boxing champion, which makes him harder than a coffin nail. Right now, that's the last thing on Tommy's mind. If just doesn't wake up in the next few minutes, Tommy knows he'll be buried with him. Why would the gypsies want to go to the trouble of explaining why a man died in their campsite not when they could bury the pair of them and just move camp? It's not like they've got social security numbers, is it? Tommy, that's it, is brave. And if he is, he fucking should.
0: All right, so yeah, that's a long clip there. <laughs> I hope you guys are still awake. Oh, does yeah, so I, I think we you. are. Teeves. <laughs> Teeves. Yeah. Yeah. So we could we get a lot in here. Um we get to meet the the Pikey clan, which are the gypsies, which I think I think they're Irish, but I'm not really sure. They are so first
2: off, <laughs> not have like, to be politically correct, but Pikey's and gypsies are very derogatory terms, but Yeah. You course. know, it's cool. It's all cool. I'm just bringing it up. Um they're also called travelers. They are mostly of Irish origin. Um there are traveler clans here in the United States as well. Um Generally you'll meet them when someone knocks on your door and says they'll paint your house or they're aluminum side your house and then they do half the job and disappear. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, so they're they're travelers. They are of Irish descent in general, but they move around so much it's kind of hard to pinpoint um you know where they're from.
0: And they have a very uh, hard to understand accent.
2: Yeah. Oh, it's um, so part, part, part.
0: Which I think garbage. they used to their advantage.
2: Oh, I, it's, it's definitely on purpose. There's no question about it.
0: Um, I don't know why I noticed it this time, but I never noticed it before. But they have a fucking, like, small little horse outside one of the caravans yes. that's black and white.
2: Yeah, little horse.
0: Um, I was like, oh, that's a cool little horse. Um, and yeah, they're, like cool they're like dags.
2: They're like dags. And I'll tell you, that that song that plays when, when uh, Mickey knocks out Gorgeous George... It's called yeah. Golden Brown by the Stranglers. That is such a cool friggin' song. It really is. Like, I love the way, I love the way Guy Richie uses it, but the song on its own, it's so friggin' jazzy. And like, I absolutely yeah. love that tune, man.
0: And just like that fight, like at first you're just like, Oh shit, he's getting his ass handed yeah. to him, but he was just taking that shit. Like the name affect him one little bit at all. Um, I like when they like he falls in the pallets and they just push the pallets back up and he takes his shirt off and his hat off and he's like
2: You stay till you know, the job's
0: done. He stay yeah. till the job's finished. And, and then that, just one fucking punch.
2: Yeah. Adam Adam Fogarty, who plays Gorgeous George, is is a boxer, or was a boxer. I, I think he's retired now, but he was an actual um heavyweight boxer. Oh uh, hell he, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um and uh you know just a lot of exposition we get in here, um, you know, that if Gorgeous George doesn't wake up, they're going to bury both of them because <laughs> it's easier to fucking just move campsite than it is to try to explain why there's a dead person here. Yeah. Especially when you're probably doing something illegal in the first place. Exactly. And I like how they, like, the caravan the wheels just fall off, like they didn't bolt the wheels on, like, there's no reason for it. <laughs> it's like four bolts could have, like, you know, made no problem whatsoever, but. Yes. And how do they not notice this until they start driving away? Yeah. <laughs>
2: I know. Well, the, the Pikes are good at that. I mean, that's yeah. the whole game. That's the whole game.
1: I love oh. how how incensed he was at the suggestion that he should give them their money back. It's so like, the yeah. fuck would I why want to care about? I, no I wheels don't want to care about no wheels on it. Yeah.
2: And one of one of the, his uh Mickey's right-hand man is played by Jason Fleming, who was one of the stars of the first guy Richie Flick Lockstock. Um, yeah. so yeah, he's he's in this one in in that role. I I dig Jason Fleming. He he was in that movie Rockstar that we talked about a while ago, that Wahlberg flick. He was one of the... He was the original lead singer of Steel Dragon. Uh, um, yeah. And he's been in a bunch of flicks. I really dig him as an actor, so it's cool to see him.
0: Yeah, so it's just an overall fun scene, and uh, we get introduced to a lot of cool characters all at once in, like, a nice, loud environment. Yeah. And we kind of get the... what they're about and, and get that breakdown. And, uh... While we're talking about breakdowns let's take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back with part 2. hey guys are you a guitar player and you like custom stuff well if you are uh, you've come to the wrong place, honestly. Uh, no, I'm just playing. My name's Joe, and I run a, a little company called Like My Pedals, and I don't believe in websites because they're for suckers, so if you want to find me, you got to go to facebook.com backslash likemypedals and send me a message. You know, when you look at the shelf and you just say, they never have exactly what I want, well, that's kind of where I come into play for you here. You want a picture of a little tiny Yoda eating a frog's eggs and ruining every hope of Star Wars ever making a good series? Come to me. I'll put it on a pedal. I may not like the show, but I'm definitely not against selling it. Um, If you want electrolytes, because that's what guitar players crave, well, I'll make you a custom Idiocracy pedal. You know, it's whatever you want, really, with Like My Pedals, because you want people to look at your board and say, Man, I like your pedals.